Hey, welcome to Intentional Living. Appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Randy here. Here's a question for you as we get started in 2023. What's got to go? What's got to (laughs) go? What's got to be decluttered? I just told the team before we came on the air here. I hope, I hope my wife Donna's not listening. I hope she's busy doing something else because I'm the king of clutter when it comes to things that need to be decluttered. So this is uh, one of the weak areas of my intentional living journey. Maybe you can help me with today. We're opening the floor. Uh, this is a brave round. I'm jumping into the, the deep end of the pool with the question of what, what is it that uh, maybe needs to go in your life? What is it? Now, we think immediately of stuff because I'm a stuff collector. I uh, The stuff I collect, by the way, is paper stuff. Um, you know, I, I like to keep things because I may need them later and then I put them in files and the files get too big. And anyway, uh, my wife is just, she's so good at keeping things in order. I know that I frustrate her. Uh, a bit in this, but not only about the stuff of life, but sometimes in our lives, we can have clutter that is mental. We can have stuff that's uh, physical. We can have things that's relational or spiritual that get in the way of keeping us uh, from connecting with each other. So the question is, what is it that you think about 2023? Maybe you need to declutter from your life. Come on. This will give you a chance. You know, we've talked about the power of one word. Yesterday, we talked about change. Today about declutter, what's one thing that you uh, you have on your heart that you know maybe needs to declutter? Or you have some success stories of how you've gotten your life a little more organized um, in order to to operate. That'll be encouraging to me. I'd love to have you call 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717 is the phone number. And uh, we certainly appreciate um, all of your your great comments. Dr. Randy here. This is Intentional Living Live and on Facebook as well. Welcome. Uh, Jennifer, are we ready to go? I think uh, we're going to go first uh, to Georgia, uh, talking about physical and mental clutter. Uh, Beth, welcome uh, to Intentional Living. Thank you, Dr. Randy. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. Do, do, do you uh, wrestle with physical as well as other kinds of clutter? I wrestle with physical clutter immensely, uh-huh. um, huge problem in my life, but I've noticed lately that I really wrestle with mental clutter as well. I um, have recognized, due to monitoring my time on social media, that I spend a lot of time, a lot of quality time I'm losing by being on a social media platform. Yeah. And sometimes that social media platform might have a marketplace. And I'm buying things that I don't need to, you know, help out on the physical clutter problem as well. But I um, I started recognizing that I'm just spending too much time, too many things coming into my mind that aren't necessary. They benefit me in no way. And I set out to, someone brings up a topic, and I'm just not sure what the Bible has to say about it. Mm. Apps are so convenient. Your Bible app is right you know, right on the same screen as your social media, I just hit that Bible app and I start looking for ways or looking for answers that I can know and have and hold in my heart. And replacing the, you know, non-efficient or not good clutter with things that will help me grow. Mm -hmm. That's so so good, Beth. Thank you for taking time uh, there in Georgia to call and uh, share that comment with us today. Uh, you're right. I mean, the research is clear. You can go and Google uh, information about the amount of time people spend on social media, and it's enormous. And these guys have figured out how to do it in such a way that it keeps you almost addicted going from 
one opportunity to view one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And, and we all know that. And so we spend a, a lot of time. So one of the areas of for 2023 would be to take better control of your time, better control of the things that you're spending your time on, and maybe what needs to go is at least uh, putting a throttle um, or a governor on the amount of time spent on uh, media kinds of things uh, that are kind of mindless at times. Come on. And uh, you all know what that can be. We're talking about clutter in your life. Is it uh, emotional clutter, mental clutter, relational clutter, time? What is one thing that you'd like to get a handle on? I'll tell you what, I'd love to hear some success stories. Maybe you're calling to share, here's one thing I've been successful at over the last few months or last year. I decluttered from my life. What difference has it made? Love to hear your story. 888-888-1717 is the number. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff next uh, in Arizona. Uh, my friend, do you struggle with this thing of clutter? I do. Uh, what I was going to tell you was uh, my wife and I moved recently and uh, from Tucson to Albuquerque, and we were on one of our trips. We listened to a, a book on tape about decluttering, and we both kind of got on the same uh, sheet. And this took months. It was very mindful, and it was very thoughtful, and it was actually difficult. But uh, we unloaded truckloads, garage loads. I mean, uh, we came here. Uh, our closets have very few clothes. Mm. Uh, the children have very few toys. Uh, I know where everything is in the house. We live in a little tiny house. Uh, I know where everything is in the garage, and it's uncluttered. And it seems like once we uncluttered that area, not only did it bring us closer together as a couple, it was it was a lot like when we uh, attended Financial Peace University and got together uh, about our finances. That drew us together. I mean, yeah. how about your kids? How they feel about the the decluttering project? You know what? I've got. A, I'm a full time stay at home now to a four and a six year old. I'm retired, and they don't seem to mind. Although they they bring home a lot of stuff from school. Some of it gets displayed. Most of it just moves, you know, directly into the recycle. If it's something that's really unusual, then we hang on to it. But for the most yeah. part, uh, my wife and I talk about how simple our life is. Yeah. Now, how is your life different today? It's simple, but in other ways, how how has this made your life better or different? You know, I just think it makes it just makes us more mindful. Um, you know, we're regular church attenders. I just think it's made us feel lighter and happier. And uh, for me, you know, when I walk into the house and I'm the one that maintains it, um, it just doesn't take me a lot of time and it's organized. And it just it kind of produces a lightness, uh, somewhat of a joy, I yeah. would say. But uh, it's been good for us. And now that we've done it, uh, we're con- we continue to do it. And uh, good. I, I don't know how we did it before, so. <laughs> well, when you talk about truck, you must have had a lot of stuff that went off, went off site. Oh, my gosh. No, this was, I mean, there were family heirlooms. I mean, I, I had a, a, a roll-top desk that was my dad's, a 1920s vintage, just things that had been around following. I found a great place in Tucson. Mm. I actually donated it to uh, Ben's Bells in Tucson. Yeah. I store mm-hmm. a place that it fit in. So I found very mindful, heartfelt places to donate lots of big stuff. And then all the rest of the small stuff, it just went. And you realize once you do that, you just don't need much. Um, it's just interesting. I know where everything is in the house. I can, I can tell you what's in every cabinet, every box, every drawer. It's just, a, it's great. Mm, all right. Good for you. Listen, truckloads, truckloads. By the way, if you have good things, things that are worthwhile, <laughs> Sharing with others, there's uh, agencies and nonprofit organizations that might be able to use it or reuse it or 
sell it and put it to work into their their organization. Um, think about that. Good time of year uh, for that. Dr. Randy here, Intentional Living. I thought we'd start 2023 talking about change. We did that yesterday. We'll be back on Friday. Today we're talking about declutter. We'll do this for a couple days as we focus on some things about decluttering our lives. This is encouraging to me because I need to work in this area. My wife is ready to go. I just have to be on board when it comes to decluttering. I'll tell you how I work. I was just this morning before I came in the studio, I was trying to, we were putting away Christmas. You know how that is, putting away Christmas? And I was taking down a few lights and doing some things, and there's a a little snowman type, uh, I don't know, thing in our front yard that uh, are against the door made out of wood that we've had for a lot of years been in the weather it's deteriorated it's not very big and it's fallen apart and the last two years my wife has said you know you need to throw <laughs> let's just throw that out and i said no i'm going to fix it i'm going to work i'm going to work on that this year i, I want to do that. that that's sort of a family history thing and then the next year i pull it out and there it is still a mess and so this morning, I'm proud of myself. I disposed of it. It just uh, was one thing I said, that's clutter that's got to go. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do that. It's hard, but when you know when something you want to do or hang on to, and yet at the same time, you know it's better for your life to move it along. So we're not just talking about stuff today. We're talking about mental clutter. Maybe you have relational clutter, your schedule. What is it? What have you learned? What's a success story? Give us a call. Tell us where you are. Uh, at triple eight triple eight seventeen. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break first. Triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. When we come back, we're going to talk to May in Arizona. She admits that she's a hoarder, uh, but her husband has confronted her. We're going to hear how that all went. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. When is enough enough? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Stuff adds complexity to our lives. The fact is, we become like what we pursue. Do you pursue possessions in your life or peace? You know, the scripture says, better is a handful with quietness than both hands full, together with toil and grasping for the wind, Ecclesiastes 4. Can I encourage you in this new year to intentionally seek God, seek His peace, seek His purpose for your life? We live in a very material world. We live in a world that chases after things. Instead, I encourage us intentionally to chase after those things which will give us eternal life. That's Intentional Living. Get the Intentional Living Minute in your email every day. Go to theintentionallife.com slash minute. And that's spread around the world, that message on radio stations and online around the world. Every day, an Intentional Living Minute from the Intentional Living Center. We're committed to a healthy 2023, starting with our spiritual health, knowing God, uh, having good spiritual hygiene. What does that mean? Taking care, just like you do of other things in life, taking care of our spiritual life, and then from there, flowing into all the other areas that matter including down to how do we handle the paper that comes across our desk uh, in our home. 
1717 Join the discussion on decluttering our lives like May has from Arizona. Hi there, May. How you doing? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> now, you admit you're a hoarder? Yes, um, and I I am disorg I was disorganized, and I'm I've been learning. You know, I grew up. Um, I was always compared to my two sisters, and they're always you know prim, organized. But me, I was happy go lucky. But then I became a Christian, and God has been showing me the way, and um, and He used my husband who rebuked me. At first, I thought it was harsh, but then, uh, you know, we're, we're Christians, and we know when God's showing us the way, and I'm like, I can't, I can't go on like this. Mm-hmm. It can't be an excuse that I grew up like this. How bad you did know, it get, I May? How bad did it get? Um, it's bad. Okay, for example, I've lost uh, purses with my credit cards, <laughs> with my driver's license, and it's it's not just one time, but many times. Mm-hmm. That's how. I mean, you lost it's it under. It's, it's it's lost somewhere in the piles around the house. Is that what you're saying? Not just in, not just in the house, but um, you know, out there, out when, there when in the I'm car out. and other places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I your husband. You, so your husband rebuked you. Said like, "Hey, this this ain't good. This isn't going to work. Yes, we got to has to stop." <laughs> yeah. Yes, and you know, as moms. Um, we're always like um, buying stuff and then, oh, I'm going to give this to somebody. Oh, this has been old, but I'm going to put it aside and then give it. But then it keeps piling up and piling up. Mm-hmm. And, and then my husband, when are you going to give it? And then sometimes I would come home and they're gone. And I'm like, where are they? You know, it's been sitting there for years. Yeah. So, someday uh, I'll I do it. Yeah, know. someday. I understand that. <laughs> now, okay, now, May, tell me, what one thing have you done to deal with this okay um one thing uh, i i really thank god for my husband because i i prayed about it i know i realized i was i was uh, treading the wrong path but at the same time god uh i i had an ailment in 2018 i had a breast cancer which mm-hmm. is gone now but at that time god used that and he told, and I, I thought to myself, man, if if God's gonna take me, um, I'm not gonna burden my family with all my stuff. <laughs> no. So my lifestyle changed after that. I would like take care of business. Boy, it's that like that automatic. is a that is a. Let, let's just pause there for a moment. What what you said is profound, May. Um, what is the junk we're leaving behind? And if you or I were to to die today and go see Jesus, when the junk is left here, right? We're not taking it with us. There's no U-Haul going with us on the hearse to the cemetery. Um, what is the stuff we're leaving behind? And and, and frankly, I've, I've told my wife, Donna, that's one of my, I think one of the motivators for me to say, hey, clean, clean some things up. I mean, get some things out, declutter some things. So if something were to happen, you don't have to pass that along. You want to pass along a lot of other things, not days of trying to clean out, go through your stuff. And come on, some of you have stories about that. And uh, so how do we how do we uh, confront it? Very powerful. All right. Well, May, thank you. Yeah. And are you doing a lot better now? I mean, you guys, you guys doing well and <laughs> marriage is good and things are a little better organized? Yes. I thank God every day. You know, I just... 
it's just automatic to me. It's instinctive when I have receipts piling up. Oh, I, this needs to go. Mail coming in, you know. Oh, I have to get rid of that junk mail. It's not like before where it's still in the drawer mm-hmm. or on the island. Well, good for you. Good for you. Thank you, May. Appreciate your call. We're talking about decluttering your life. And it seems like whenever we get to this topic, it falls back into the area of mail and stuff and uh, stuff we collect in our garages and all that. Um, I looked up the other day and I found out there are more storage lockers. I'm talking about, I think, storage facilities in the United States than there are McDonald restaurants. And every storage unit has like, what, I don't know, 100 units in it or something. So do the math. There's a lot of junk out there been stored i've seen have you seen that tv show where sometimes people won't won't pay their rent on the storage lockers and then you can buy it and then you find out the the mystery surprise when you unlock it what what do you find it's interesting mostly junk mostly junk mm. all right i'm i'm getting motivated 2023 let's clean it up Come and join us. Something you've learned about decluttering, something that's worked for you, or your confession to the nation. You can give me a call, 888-888-1717. Let's take a break, uh, Jennifer, and we'll be back, 888-888-1717. When we come back, by the way, when we come back uh, here sometime, uh, hopefully before the end of the show, Denise uh, from Kansas um, has an idea that works for her, and we'll find out what it is. You have like a little path that I make just to get around in the room. There is stuff that is just everywhere. I'm talking about the bedroom, the bathroom, the kitchen. Even my car, you know, stays cluttered. This is probably the area in our marriage that probably has the greatest level of contention. It's not that it's an argument. I don't disagree with her that it's messy. It's just a matter of being able to maintain to a level that's acceptable to her. My wife's a stay-at-home mom, so that makes it even worse. She sees it all day long. I'm a messy person, and I don't know when it started, except that uh, I I think it's always been there. I've even read uh, as far back as my kindergarten report cards that uh, David has trouble paying attention, and David is unorganized and cluttered. So um, this has been a lifelong struggle for me. Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue is a small part of the body, but it has the power of life and death. Boy, is that true? Author Yehuda Berg made the statement that words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. Boy, is that true. Words matter. And one of the things I'm trying to teach in this lesson is that if we can carefully craft in our own mind and heart one word for 2023, One word that'll sort of be an umbrella over our life. What would that one word be that would help guide us? And as we pick that word and then run every day through that word to say, am I living consistent with this word for my life? That's what I'm hoping that this lesson as I share it today will encourage you as you go through this brand new year. One word for 2023. We've picked it here for the ministry, for myself, the word health, and not just physical health. That's good. You know, we can do the best we can with our our health, take care of ourselves, but you never know. I mean, we just do the best we can because we honor God. Um, But you don't know from day to day, which, you know, pausing for a moment, this, some of you probably saw the um, 
football game over the weekend with this young um, uh, defensive player for the Buffalo Bills who was seriously injured, had a, um, that wasn't a heart attack, but his, his heart stopped after a, uh, a tackle. And he's in critical condition, as I understand, it's still in the hospital in Cincinnati. And everything stopped. All of a sudden, the priorities are there. All the, all the fans stopped. There was quiet in the stadium. The players, many of them on their knees, groups of prayer. I heard even on ESPN, one of the commentators said, this may not be politically correct, and stopped and prayed. And I think sometimes when we find these critical moments, just like the caller mentioned, and you realize, I don't, you know, there's going to be a point where our life comes to an end, you know. What do we want to leave behind? What kinds of things are most important? And how does the clutter in our life hold us back? You know, in intentional living, we talk about making a decision, doing the next right one thing, and then every day decluttering your life in some area. Not only in stuff, which is important, but it could be the stuff of our emotions or our thinking or our relationships, our spiritual life. What clutter do we have there? Unresolved issues. Maybe there's forgiveness that's needed. I'd love to have you join in. What have you learned about decluttering? Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen is the number. And by the way, we're going to stay here after the show and record for tomorrow. You'll hear more intentional living callers on decluttering, so you can join us. Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. Let me go to Carolyn in Michigan. Hi there. How are you today? Hey, good. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. What have you learned about good. decluttering? Okay, well, I'm kind of a crafty, visualized person, so I wanted my word was simplify. Mm. And so I made a magnet in the shape of a trash can. I have a <laughs> banner across the front that says simplify, and I have a non-recyclable emblem on it. So when I turn my worries and carries over to God, they are non-recyclable. I cannot take them back. I am decluttering um, physically and emotionally, so I have more time for Bible study and devotions. Mm. And uh, we do have a Bible study at our house every other Thursday night, and I made one of the trash cans for everybody to put on their refrigerator. That's great. Now, was this a a recent revelation you needed to make a change, or has this been an ongoing growth point in your life? Kind of ongoing, but we did this Bible study about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And so it does It does help a lot to um, simplify and have more time for the things that are more important instead of spending our time on the things that don't really matter here. Yeah, and our time, but also, also, like you said, the emotions, you know, the things we hang on to that can hold us down or keep us back uh, from those growth points in our life. So it's a little exactly. magnet. What, what, what is it, a little magnet? It looks like a uh, trash yeah, can? Yeah, it's uh, made on yeah, it's made out of, um, I have a cricket machine, so it's made out of cardboard. That wasn't for an advertisement, <laughs> but it's made out of cardboard, and it's a gray trash can, and it has a uh, banner across the front that says simplify, and then it has a non-recyclable um, emblem on the trash can, so you see it every day when you open your refrigerator, and things that you get rid of are non-recyclable. You do not take them back. Mm, yeah, it's kind of like uh, if you ever get rid of emails, it goes into a trash, and then you have to go into a permanent trash. It's kind of like a two-step process. It's gone, and hopefully forever, you know. Goodbye. Um, mm, interesting. Thank you, Caroline. I appreciate it. Let me go to Nick. You can join us, too, 888 Hi, Nick. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. Good. New year. What are you learning about decluttering? Uh, every year is a new process, but one of the things that's helped 
is my wife and I have like an end of the year uh, process that we go through. And, and what's so that? It actually goes, it kind of goes through three phases. So we take off, you know, the last week and the first week of the year and we go through like preparations where we actually do decluttering because a lot of, a lot of things, when you get time off, you can fall into just recovery and then time just slips by. Mm-hmm. So we actually start by just cleaning off our personal space. So that could be like your bedside, you know, the office space, just something that's like it's your own personal space that has cluttered up over the year. And it just feels good just to be done. So if nothing else, like you've already done something for, the, for that that's time. Uh, and usually through the whole process, you're actually doing reflection already because a lot of times you're wondering, how did this thing even get here? And why is it like this? <laughs> yeah. And so phase two actually goes into like reflections and observations where you start to like make sense of some of that stuff so that by the third phase, we tend to go away and do like a summit. And in that we actually set up goals to like systemize things to be better so that they don't fall back into the same clutter. Wow. Does that it, make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So in other words, this is looking at, you look at just clutter type things or you look at your whole life your priorities, your values. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're, you know, the part of the reason we summit is so we can get away from family and kids and talk about those family values and address, you know, like there's always, it's like a personal retreat. You know, so we, there's always some intimacy there where we go through and we deal with finances or we deal with things to where, you know, ultimately we want to get our life to a place that um, reflects our values and stuff. So, uh, but obviously it's difficult. So you, you get a chance to really deal with that stuff and find out, you know, how can you improve that systematically? Because otherwise you go back to the new year yeah. and your life just falls back into the same cadence and you, you know, kind of stuck, you know, back mm-hmm. again. So, so by changing systems, we really, so like even, you know, we'll take on different challenges. Like right now we're talking about doing instead of some pre-made workout challenge, we're trying to establish a challenge where for the next, you know, uh, 30 days, each kid will basically have like a specific thing that they know will help improve and just focus on one thing. Yeah. yeah. By that, the end of the that's intentional living. 30 days, one thing. Yeah. Okay. What's step three? We're just about out of time. And everybody wants to know phase three is what? Oh, phase three is the actual goal setting. So that's, that's where you actually set up and establish goals um, that you want to achieve for that year. Um, so, uh, you know, and that can be financial goals. It can be personal goals. You know, I have, I'm a very thought thinking person. So I have a lot of like goals for how I want to organize my thoughts. Uh, so Good for you, you know, things like that. What yeah. kind of work do you do? Uh, I'm a solutions architect. A solutions architect. What does that mean? So I basically help businesses organize, um, their, uh, systems and processes and things like that. So everything from development to, um, business process analyst, oh. things like that. Well, it certainly fits with your your uh, training and your passion. That is really smart stuff. And Nick, I don't think we have to be a solution architect to do that. I think uh, uh, it's, I always tell people the last week of the year, which is past, but we, you can do a, still do it. And now in the first part of this new year, is think about what, what did 2022 look like? I keep a log of everything in, in the year, and I spent some time last week looking through day by day and seeing points of waste, points of pleasure, points of growth, and points of opportunity for 2023. And uh, the fact that um, you've made it systematized in your life, a process, Nick, is important. I would encourage you, maybe you're not like Nick, maybe you're not wired that way, but what he's telling you works. Figuring out one thing and working on it every day. Gotta run, I'm Dr. Randy. You can still join us because we'll be here tomorrow with more on this same topic. See you then.